Welcome to the podcast. We're street smart, business smart, all kinds of smart people share their insights into the world of marketing, career journeys, and personal growth. So sit back and prepare to get enlightened with your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. Tribe, please join me in welcoming my guest today, Anil Darni, CEO and co-founder of Contractor and Candidate Engagement Platform, Sense, right? Sense. That's right. That's right, Adam. That's right. Anil Built Sense is a direct response to the broken traditional staffing model, which I talk about a lot on this show and its impact on the contingent workforce, the gig economy. That's what we're going to dig in today. And Sense enables staffing agencies and recruiters to automate and personalize their interactions with contractors throughout the entire employment cycle, creating loyal contractors, satisfied clients, and more efficient recruiters. This is going to be a really interesting conversation. We've been talking about it a lot. And Sense recently announced their Series B funding led by Google Ventures. Nice work there. And their new product messaging, enabling recruiters to have more meaningful engagements. And we're going to talk about texting as well, something that I talk about, you know, with my talent teams. This is going to be a really interesting conversation, folks. And 23 million raised. Nice job, dude. So we're going to certainly talk about that part of your journey, which I think is really exciting. You know, you mentioned before your call, this is your third startup. So I'm sure you have a lot to tell people about that journey. So we're going to dig in. We're going to talk about talent acquisition strategy. We're going to talk about how this platform came about. We're going to talk about your background and a whole lot more. Anil, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Good stuff. So let's, let's jump in here. So if you could just spend a moment and introduce yourself to my tribe, tell a little bit about your backstory, third startup. How did we get from where we are to where we are today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, born and raised in India and uh, came to the U.S. in 97. And I have a technology background and I was working at a company called Ariba back in the day building enterprise software, which was later acquired by SAP. Uh, but then uh, moved on to the startup world. Um, and I did a couple of startups before this. My last one was a mobile gaming company that I um, built about three or four very successful games on the app store. Ended up selling the company in 2012 for about $200 million. Um, but you know, through my experiences and journeys with multiple startups, one of the biggest things that I realized was that it's all about the people. And I really wanted to focus with my next startup was doing something in the people space. Um, and, and the genesis there was pretty much that, you know, we spend so much time in attracting talent and acquiring talent, but once the talent sort of joins, we forget about them, right? We want yeah, to hunting the next one, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and so, so that was sort of the genesis. But as we dug into the market, this talent space, one of the transformational things that's happening in, as we think about and imagine work is the world of contractors and gig workers. So it's been around for decades. Of course. But, but suddenly people have woken up and said, wait a minute, like who's actually engaging with them? Who's actually spending time and cycles thinking about their careers, their life um, and their career transformations? And uh, I, I, we saw that as, an, as a great opportunity for us to jump in. That's awesome. So how, how long has this product been, been out on the market for? Yeah, so we've been in the market for about four years now. 
And uh, the biggest thing that when we looked at the market and said, what is the problem? Like what's really broken in the contingent space? We quickly realized is there's a massive problem of loyalty, right? These contractors, gig workers, they basically have no loyalty towards the platform. You know, if you're talking about gig workers, they have no loyalty, whether I'm a driver at Lyft or a driver at Uber, Postmates, it doesn't really matter. I'm pretty flexible. Yeah, they're switch. pretty agnostic. They just go across exactly. platforms. Mm -hmm. Same thing with staffing companies. If I'm going through a staffing company and getting hired at Google or getting hired at Amazon Warehouse, I don't really care whether it's Kelly Services, Manpower. Yeah. Who, who's, pay, who's, pay, who's paying me? Where's that paycheck coming from? Exactly. So what we found because of this lack of loyalty, people just like literally 30% of warehouse workers don't show up on the first day. Like they will literally say, I'm going to show up tomorrow at this shift. And so the ghosting, you're seeing a ton of ghosting. 30%. I mean, think about 30. how that affects the bottom line. I mean, you know, companies are allocating time, resources, budgets to these employees and they're no showing. And let's talk about how that's affecting the other employees who have to pick up the slack causing attrition, right? Exactly. So a cycle of, of, of negativity there. So let, let's, let's pause yeah. for a moment, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, I was digging into your background a bit and, and you talk a little bit about how the gig economy doesn't really exist, right? And we talk about this yeah. war on talent and the contract workforce is, is reshaping today's labor market. What's your take on all this? Yeah, I think, I think the way we work is changing. I think that's the, that's, that's the headline news, right? But the push is, and the push and the pull is coming from both sides of the market. So we typically think about capitalism and these are like enterprises who all are, they're all about themselves. And what they want is, hey, I need flexibility. I should be able to fire my workforce when things are going south and I should be able to hire a bunch of them when things are going great, right? But we are seeing from the enterprise side is like this real need for flexibility in terms of labor skills. Um, and, and where they're having hard time attracting talent to, right? So if you're in the middle of nowhere and you want to hire the best of data science, the best of machine learning, the best of big data people, exactly. you're not going to hire them, right? Right. So like if you're, in, if you're in the middle of the country where there isn't a talent pool, you know, and you know, how do you, how do you do that? I want to go back to an interesting yeah. word that you, that you, that you yeah. a couple of minutes ago, which is loyalty. Yeah. Right. Like how do you know, I, I, I do a lot of contract work too. And I mean, it's different for me because I, I, I understand what loyalty means. But for a lot of these roles, they're, they're transient, right? They're people coming in yeah. and out of, of areas of the country, different cities, you know, moving on. I mean, I had a conversation with a guy who worked at Amazon. He went to five different facilities in a year. That's right. right? So how, how do we incorporate or build this concept of loyalty within the gig economy? Yeah, so that's where we came up with the idea of Sense was like, can we build a nudge platform, right? It's all based on Richard Thaler's, uh, he's a professor uh, at the University of Chicago, Nobel laureate. He came up with a nudge theory concept, which is if you really make people's experiences delightful, and it's all through these small nudges, you make them feel that they're part of the family, that we are one, you know, we are in it together, you can probably improve their experience. And theory came up with and we built a platform that's basically a nudge platform so when you go through a staffing company you have a, an experience that's very different than you've ever had before it's not transactional it's more human it's more personal and we believe that if you can actually transform the experience that way people will be willing to forego you know that dime an hour more right exactly. uh, rate, the five dollars an hour more in professional staffing right they'll say you know what i'll take that hit but i'll work with that staffing company i'll work with that recruiter that actually knows what i like right that is actually going to care about me it's experience 
Exactly. Right? Like, so we're transcending. So, we're basically taking this whole concept. Everyone's talking these days about candidate experience and how important it is. And I agree with that completely because right. that, that really sets the tone for going from a candidate experience to the employee experience. So it's extremely critical. So I want to pause before we go further. I want to talk about the platform, right? Yeah. So without giving away the farm here and all your trade yeah. secrets, right? Yeah. Like how is this platform different than what's out there? How is it disrupting the market? More importantly, how is it bringing something different and adding value to the talent conversation? Yeah, absolutely. So the biggest thing I would say is our focus, right? So our focus is only on this temp contingent labor. So the 20 million to 60 million workers on a yearly basis that are going working at Fortune 500, Global 2000 companies right. and working as contractors, right? So if you think about the big systems, the workdays of the world, engagement software, they're all built for full-time workers. They build, they charge the enterprise money and they say, you know, pay us for leading this great engagement experience. Number two, those experiences are actually not hyper-personalized. There is no way in saying like, today is your 30th day anniversary at this company and I want to wish you, hey, congrats. Like, you know, it's been a great pleasure working with you. Yeah, so and, and how do you make that personalized too so it doesn't seem like an automated email, right? How do you yeah, add in yeah. like, working on this team and it's not just ad, Mad Lib, you know, Ad Lib fill in the blanks here, but how do you make that a real genuine authentic message? Yeah, so what we do is we integrate with the data systems that these companies have, whether it's an applicant tracking system, wherever all this candidate information right. and information lies. Then on top of it, we allow practitioners, the staffing company admins, to build journeys. So you can say, you know, when somebody starts my work, an assignment, until the end of the assignment, I want to create all these nudges and touch points, either through email, text, pretty soon through WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, you know, it doesn't matter which channel you provide those messages with and those touch points with. And those messages come from the person who's attached, who's attached to that candidate, who's attached to that. Right, whether it be the hiring manager, the Absolutely. director, right? So you're not getting it from automated system at from said automated company. automated system. And then the point number two, Adam, is which is Please. super important, like it really takes a village to make this experience amazing, right? So it's not just about the messages that go into the contractor. It's also, what are you messaging to the hiring manager? What are you messaging to the internal recruiter, internal employee that's responsible for the contractor, right? You're, yeah. Exactly. You're bringing, you're bringing up a real interesting point that it's, it's not just a, a one-way communication, right? It's not an automated message that's coming from a machine. You're involving all parties that are involved in the hiring process for this employee, right? The hiring manager, the talent team, right? Exactly. Whether it be someone in HR, where it's really acknowledging, hey, like, Thank you. Like it's, you know, we know you're a gig contract. I mean, you're not going to say it like that, but like yeah. you want people to feel loyal to your company and they will be a better employee. That, that's fascinating. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of testing and, and research went into this. What are some of those human kind of aha moments that you got when you, you took away from when building this platform? Yeah, I'll say so you can break the life cycle of a talent into various phases, right? So if you look at the candidate journey, the aha moments, the nudges that really matter. This is, this is really super fascinating, right? So if somebody is going to start tomorrow at work, what you want to do is the weekend before letting the hiring manager know. That's one of the most important nudges. So, so our data has shown if you just let the hiring manager know that your contractor, your talent is starting tomorrow or on Monday, make sure the laptop is ready, make sure that desk is ready, you know, make sure that you are aware that somebody is starting. It's, it's just amazing. Like it's so things that matter the most. Of course. And I'll tell you firsthand, I, I, there, I've seen it firsthand yeah. where that 
piece of communication isn't isn't communicated right and the yeah. person comes in on the first day and there's no computer like the the hiring manager's out on vacation it wasn't communicated right like wow. a couple days before just to be pragmatic and be practical and say what if someone's out on vacation making sure that somebody's there to give them a warm welcome that they're not just standing there they don't have their employee badge they don't know where the cafeteria is like it's just an overall experience so you should be able to treat a contractor the same as you would treat a full-time employee. Absolutely, and we've seen this data across about a million uh, people that were on assignment, and we've seen this nudge as being like the biggest thing that moves the needle. You it. know, another example in light industrial commercial staffing, you know, the blue collar workers, it could be stuff like as simple as, you know, you're going into an Apple cafeteria, an Apple building, right? But Apple on this campus has 45 buildings. Where the hell do I go? Which building is it? Where's the entrance? Now, these workers, where am I going to park my car on the first day? Exactly. These workers, you know, they're not allowed to come from the front entrance. They got to come from the back entrance. Really? Yeah. Even taking a picture of that and sending it across is just transforms the way, you know, you're handholding them and making them feel. They're exactly. Part of yeah. One of my clients now, it's pretty interesting when they schedule interviews, they, they put a photo of the building because that block in the city is very, you know, it's, 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 filled with different buildings that all kind of look the same. It's simple things like that. And, and I love the personalization too. So let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk a little industry specific here. Yeah. There are so many tech platforms in recruiting, yes. whether it be an ATS or whether it be a candidate engagement. Um, yeah. But there's still a real element to old school practices. Why do you think the staffing industry is really reluctant to adopt these new technologies? And where do you see that changing? Where do you see like the ice breaking? Yeah. Is, it, is it a shift in like, who, who the decision makers are? Is it the market dictating it? Where do you see that happening? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great point. So I would say like, you know, we are starting to see real digital transformation taking place, at least in the staffing vertical that we are going after. And uh, I would say actually in the enterprise world, the people that are in staffing in the enterprise world are more conservative. But people now in the staffing vertical where you have to hire contingent workers, these contractors, consultants, temp workers, they are adopting technology at a pace which I haven't seen before. And the transformation has happened in the last yeah. couple of years. And the reason is when you're dealing with high volume hiring, you need to be able to quickly, like Amazon literally is saying now, I don't need to see anybody face-to-face. -face. I don't need to meet people face-to-face. -face. Find me a body, match them. If they're ready to show up tomorrow at this shift, hire them. They're hired, right? That's right? Crazy. So, so in that pace, that's where technology comes in and can really allow, can become the superpower, basically, the co-pilot that the recruiters need in order to be able to communicate, interact, and have a great candidate experience with millions of people versus just hundreds or tens that typically enterprises have to deal with, right? I mean, it's, I mean oh, we're, we're talking different levels of staffing. We're not talking, you know, this isn't like you're not sourcing for CEOs, right? This is, you know, on the ground. These are the, the workforce of America right now. Exactly, exactly. Logistics. Yes, across these verticals we are seeing. So the CEOs of these companies are coming to us and saying, Anel, what I really want is I want technology that can make my people into have superpowers and I can do more with less, right? Or grow my business with the same team that's out there, right? I don't want to hire more people, right? Exactly. That's the reality. I mean, if you think about it, you know, how critical that retention and loyalty piece is, right? So if, if a gig contract, say it's holiday time, Q4, we're in the middle of Q4 right now. Companies yeah. like Amazon, they are ramping up like insane. I can't even imagine the percentage of ramp up that Amazon 
goes from from you know middle of the year till now. So exactly. if you have those people that are loyal, that appreciate the the team that they worked on, and you're able to communicate with them directly and get them back in, that speed to hire is cut down significantly, and that drastically affects the bottom line. I mean, it's not rocket science here. It is not, but you know, it has been a challenge <clears throat> evangelizing the platform and letting people know, like, hey, there is a, actually it's the problem statement is pretty clear to these execs. What's not clear to them is like, can technology really solve it for me, right? right? Can technology really help me build this loyalty that I need with this workforce? And you're right, you know, UPS is hiring 100,000 seasonal workers. Target is hiring 140,000. Amazon is at 50,000. And this is the ramp. And people come to us and say, hey, your platform can help me transform this, can help me save, bring down my attrition rate from 20% to 10% or even 15%. It's a game changer for me. What are you seeing as some of the core objections when you're going in and pitching your business? I think change management. I think the, the, the biggest thing is, hey, first, will this work? Um, and number two is, how do I have my people adopt this technology in a way where they will start trusting it and they will see it as a co-pilot and not a replacement, right? Exactly. So that is one of the biggest pushbacks. Yeah, you made a really good point right there. This is a co-pilot, it's not a replacement. Because one of the things that we talk about in talent all the time, when are the machines gonna take over, right? When is a real Terminator gonna come to life, right? And, and, and John Connor and all that kind of stuff. But it's really kind of, it's a double-edged sword. And, and the way I look at it is, you know, technology is here to help you, right? How do you use AI the right way? How do you make yourself more efficient? But ultimately there's going to be a person at the end of the line who's going to make that ultimate, ultimate decision. Right. So how do you take some of those human elements and bring it to the automated process? And I think that's something that you guys are really um, doing well there. So talk about that for a minute, like, your, you know, how your company and your product yeah. uses AI. Yeah. So AI is actually it's not a feature. It's just woven through the entire system. It's the intelligence. Right. So I'll right. give you a couple of examples. The, the first place where we use it is actually when. Uh, we start communicating and creating these touch points and these nudges, the feedback that's coming in real time. So for the first time, these staffing companies are like, oh my God, I have 20,000 people working for me across the US. Now I'm starting to get all this feedback in real time. So I can say out of those 20,000 people, what, where we help is we take that feedback and we try and analyze it. Is this person mad at you today? Is this person happy? Is this person sort of neutral? So really giving them these early warning signal, like, listen, these are your at-risk people. This is where if they leave today, you're going to lose revenue. So go and have a human conversation. Have Build that relationship. Take them out for lunch. So it's giving those nudges in the process, right? By, by reading some of the communications and picking up on some keywords and, and phrases that may be a little bit, you know, pushing into that red zone. Adam, you absolutely nailed it. So the sen doing sentiment analysis, doing the categorization of like, what are the issues they are talking about? Uh, how does it work at you know, Google versus somewhere else? So we can do it by client by client and they can go and figure that out. Uh, so that's the first piece of AI that we are using. The second piece is we, are, we have this whole data around people that can now tell you whether, um, you know, how engaged somebody was at that dishwasher work. So you place them at a dishwashing facility in somewhere, right? Did they show up on the first day? Did they actually do a great job? What did the hiring manager say about them? Were they happy with their work? You know? So the next time they apply, you push them towards the places where they actually thrive and they were successful versus places where they're going to quit. And you know, so it's basically a win-win-win. Win for the enterprise, win for the talent, and win for the middleman. How do, you, how do you engage the client, the employees, to be engaged with the platform itself so you have that 360 feedback loop? Yeah, so at every 
point, we are trying to collect data from them as to their experience. You know, whether it's on the candidate side, then whether it's on the on their assignment side, you know, we are getting the net promoter score. We are, we are doing pulses and regular check-ins, day seven, day 30, day 60, whatever the case might be. And then we are building the holistic view on like, who are they? What kind of jobs do they like? Where do they thrive? Where are they going to be successful? And what are the things they don't like? So when somebody's trying to push them towards a job where they're not going to be happy with, we try and figure out there and intervene. And that's how we try and become a co-pilot to the recruiter and yeah. say, hey, listen, we don't really think you should be pushing this candidate to that kind of job. Push them here instead. That's, uh, it's, it's a great product. So let's switch gears for a little bit here. I think this is awesome what you're building. I want to talk about your background a little bit. I want to go back. This is your third startup, right? And you've, you've learned, you've grown, you've, you've grown, you've failed. Yeah. What is, you know, anyone who's in this journey, this startup world that we live in, right? What is that one key piece of advice that you would give someone who's in, in you know, maybe a few steps behind you, right? They're, they're, they're struggling, they're winning, they're having successes, they're, they're failing again. What's that one piece of advice that you would give them? It, it goes back to the talent item for me. Uh, so it's the team that builds the company and not the business plan that builds a company. So it's all about finding the right people to work with because there are always going to be ups and downs in the business. You're going to feel one day, you're going to feel punched in the stomach when your biggest client churns or tells you that they're fighting you. Uh, but if you have a team that's open, transparent, flexible, you're going to win with them. So always focus on hiring the right people. I love this. And to that point, I've been hearing that same thing from successful people that I talk to on the show, that I talk to in person. It starts with the team. Everything else will come around it. That's, that's incredible. So on, you know, on, on, the, on the personal side here, right? Like, you know, to, to this point in your life, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment? I mean, you've done a lot of good stuff. Like, what's number one on your list right now? <laughs> you know, I feel like um, there are many, many accomplishments. I mean, there's the personal side, the family side, and then there's yeah. the professional side. But, you know, as a kid coming from India, you know, one of the first things coming in the 1990s, it was survival. It was like this was the best option that I could find. Right. So I think I've been very lucky in life. I've been associated with great people. I've had great mentors. So I think my biggest accomplishment is like, I think, coming to America and living the dream. I love it, man. That, that's awesome. And what would you say is your superpower? And, I, and I'm careful with this one because I'm not looking for like you be able to have superhuman strength or read minds or invisible, but what do you do so well? What is like that core strength that you bring to, to the table, to life, to any conversation, to any room? What is that? Yeah, so I think, um, I mean, from a professional perspective, I would say that it is all about, for me, my product now, I started my life as an engineer, then built a product. For me, the product now is my company. And my ability to craft and knit this company together with the right people is what I think is the secret sauce. So like trying to figure out like who are the best people that I can hire? Why are they the best suited at this time to join this company is I think a skill that's pretty hard to find. And, and hopefully I, I feel like I'm good at it. That's, that's good stuff, man. And you know, we're not going to get too personal here, but I'm, I always love to, I always love to know, right. You know, what is it like some days are great and things are firing on all cylinders. You're signing new clients. You're finding all these amazing insights about the product. You're having ah moments. And then, you know, as a startup guy, you know, it. not every day is sunshine and rainbows. Not That's every right. week is sunshine and rainbows. What do you look to for gratitude? What do you look to to pull yourself up? What is your North star? Yeah. The, so the North star for, for me and, and hopefully for my company is always around the mission that we've had. Right. So we are, as I said, like we are in it together 
and as a team, and if we can, through our creativity, through our talents, impact people's lives. And these are the people that today software is not focused on, and large companies are not focused on helping the temp workers, the gig workers. If we can transform their lives, if we can become that co-pilot that helps them decide, where should I go next? What sort of upskilling should I get done? Where should I go for like, you know, my finances? Things like that. Like if you can help them with their lives and make that impact, uh, that's what makes me keep coming back every single day uh, and managing my lows and managing my highs. I love it. I know this has been, this has been fantastic. I certainly appreciate you coming on the show, sharing your story. Where could folks find out learn more about sense where could they learn more about your product where can we direct them to yeah so please go to www.sensehq.com uh, and learn more about the product and my email is just anil at sensehq.com and that's awesome and we're going to link it all uh anil thank you so much for coming on the show today i greatly appreciate it let's continue this conversation i'd love to continue to watch your progress and help out any way i can thanks so much really appreciate it thank Have you Appreciate it. And to everyone listening, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Please be sure to follow us on all the social media channels. Link, click, subscribe, share. You know the deal. I say it every single episode. Remember, take your online offline. Thank you for joining us and catch us next week on another great episode of the podcast. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com.